This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. Well, this is uh, one of the one of the particularly tough times that uh, that that you have as a as a, as a radio producer, presenter, uh, commentator. When you're on air and uh, and you have to say goodbye to a friend, uh, it is a difficult time. And uh, South Africa lost uh, a blessing to 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 our beautiful nation yesterday in uh, in sports commentator Tabomanya Bello. He's uh, he was a presenter. He was uh, just such an all round nice guy, a giant in so many senses of the word. Uh, passed away at the age of 50, and uh, I think everybody knew him as uh, CC, uh, a broadcasting career that goes all the way back to, to 1984 when he started in the old radio bop. He was a presenter on Utsuring FM, a Setswana commentator for the SABC, often an analyst, but one of the most likable individuals that anybody who worked with him, anyone who had the uh, honor to be in his presence will, will tell you about. And he, one of the reasons he was uh, so much awarded, uh, had so many honors bestowed upon him, and one of the reasons that he became so wanted as a commentator and so sought after that he commentated over 100 cup finals in South Africa, which is uh, it's just phenomenal. And and tonight we, we need to pay tribute to this legend. Delighted to welcome on the line one of his longest uh, serving colleagues, Whose uh, whose age I won't give away by saying this, but Alfie Kunyaritz of Muturing FM and uh, commentator yourself, it's it's great to have you on. Just unfortunate under under these tragic circumstances, but you must have some incredible memories of of the great man Tabomanya uh, Bela, having worked with him for nearly thirty years. Yes, indeed, true, uh, the and thanks once again. Um, one of the things that people don't know is that he actually auditioned me when I first came here. Really? And yes, it was him because I, I auditioned as a presenter. And later on, I think it was two or three weeks later, because during the the, the audition, he asked me if uh, he was asking something about uh, about sports, which I probably could. Uh, well, should have impressed him because he asked me if I wanted to join him uh, at the sports desk, which he was leading at the time. And I said, "Well, I'm not sure." And he said, "No, it's fine. Don't make your 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 decision now. I'll take you to a stadium one day, and then we can we can talk." As they say, the cliche goes, "The rest is is history." One of the things that people don't know much about him because he's one part of his life that he never, never really wanted publicized mm-hmm. was uh, before it became part of almost, uh, we, we do that often now because of the need, but he had done that almost 15 years ago, uh, adopting farm schools where every, um, his, his um, best month, which is May, he would get sanitary pads for girl learners in farm schools and donate that. His last was in a school called Mechdol, or in a farm called Mechdol in the northwest, where he went there with our producer, Stella Sebalo. And um, it, it's one of those moments that he would never really want to publicize. A few years ago, I think it was about a year or two ago, uh, he wanted to organize a fun run. And the station said, well, looks like fun, sounds like fun. We would like to, you know, to, to join you. And he said, no, what I do in my spare time, it's, it's that, it's private. And he never really, that's one part of his life that he never really uh, wanted publicized. He was, as you earlier on said, very infectious person. Anyone who has come across him, anyone who has crossed his path would know that and would really appreciate Grebo. He lived life. He loved life. He said he's now, he's resting, he's pain-free. 
I think I think that's the, uh, the the part that many of us who are left behind take comfort in is that he's he's uh, he's, he's no longer in discomfort. But he's somebody who uh, I mean we both would have shared many laughs, tears. Uh, we would have shared yeah. easy moments. We would have shared shocking moments behind the scenes. But I, I think one of the special things about Debo is when things were really going wrong, and you know that they sometimes do in live yeah, broadcasts. Yeah. When he was on air, you never knew that things were falling apart behind yes. the scenes. And I, I yeah. think that's the mark of, of a great on-air personality. Very true. Uh, he was that. He was very calm. Uh, one of the things that he taught me was that uh, when you panic, you're going to exacerbate whatever problem it is. Mm-hmm. If you're calm, you are able to think your way out of whatever sticky situation it could be. And he was... He was probably the proudest journalist I know because he he would basically just reading a story either on, on on the newspaper or listening to you on radio and he would say you you don't have all the facts you some psychic yes. do research <laughs> find out first before you you say anything one of the things that he taught me was that never underestimate the knowledge and uh, you know the listeners will know more so you don't come across to a listener with half-baked information. The listener will pick up quickly and you lose credibility as a journalist. That's him. That's that's credible. He really, really did leave his profession. Well, I think uh, the fact that he's, in a sense, mentored both of us down the years is, uh, is a reflection on him as well. Uh, Alfie, time is against us, but thank you so much for your uh, memories and those words on, on table. It's, it's a pleasure, Dean. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. We continue talking about Tlebo uh, Manyabel after those kind words from uh, Alfie Kunieritze uh, to another colleague uh, and a colleague of mine as well in Brian Wolfoking, uh, SABC Sport English uh, commentator, football commentator, a man who's worked with Tlebo Manyabel over the years. And uh, Brian, uh, my condolences to you too. I mean, I, I think we, we're all at a loss after this tragic event, but I, I know the one aspect that stood out for you with Tlebo uh, was his humility as a, as a person. Yeah, thank you very much for the opportunity, Dwayne. I think, you know, uh, when I was told the news yesterday, it caught me by surprise, took me aback a bit. I mean, uh, I'd seen him when he was ill. And, uh, you know, to the family and everybody, I, I always say, you know, um, he's gone. He's, 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 he's played his role in this in this country or in the continent or even in the world as well as far as sport is concerned. He's done his part, so it's all it's all left to us to continue taking him going forward. I mean, I met Kerb when I came to the SABC the first time. I remember I just joined the SAFM. And I was taking an assignment to go and uh, do a match. And I hardly knew him. He didn't even know me from uh, a pack of soap. And he just walked up to me and said, you know what, young man? This is the industry. This is how everything works. If you need anything, you know, ask me. Whatever question you have, as far as broadcasting is concerned, whatever concerns you have, you know, you, you just have to ask me and I'll, I'll guide you. And, and he, from that day onwards, he adopted me literally as his twin brother and his son and his brother. And that's, that's the man he is. And I learned... A whole lot of things from day one up to, to the day that I last worked with him. And all that, that day, I saw him in hospital as well. Just, I mean, on that point, I mean, in a, in a sense, uh, your career was reinvigorated by him, wasn't it? Just tell us that story. It was indeed. And I remember I worked for the SABC first. I was on radio and I was on TV. Then I had a massive fallout of TV because I'm not happy certain things. And I opted not to work for TV anymore, focus purely on, on radio. And I remember that in 2012 when he gave me a call. And he came all the way from Mustang and sat down with myself and I were well, Diane Stanton, 
or Rene was there before then. Rene was still there as well. And he said to me, you know, I, I've listened to you do what you do and what you love. And I believe there's still a lot you can offer this industry going forward. What, you know, what you're not supposed to do is to allow anything, anybody, to track you from the main goal, which is where you're going. I'm putting my neck on the line that you will do, you'll make it in this. And I've actually vowed for you with management to say, this is the guy you need to have going forward. And just put faith and believe in him. I didn't believe myself then that much. But he had massive belief and faith in me. And that's where I am, where I am today. Because he just never gave up on me. He believed that there's, there's bigger purpose of this brand of the character than I thought I, 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 that, everybody could, that everybody didn't see. And he saw that before he was conceived. And, and that's the sort of guy he was. That's the sort of man he, he was. I mean, um, he drank. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's one of those where when you, when you start thinking about him and thinking about what he has done for everybody else without even taking credit for it. Yeah. It's just the man he was. He would, he would sit there. I know you have done productions with him where we have been together. And he had never, ever failed to make you feel as if you are below him or as if he's bigger than you. With the knowledge he had, he would still be able to come out and compliment you for a job well done, even though you didn't do as half as what you had done. Yeah, no, it's exactly it. You know, I think one of the things that sums it up as well is the fact that Debo is somebody who, when he's passed away, people are not thinking about kind words to say. It's just those kind words are automatically there. For some people, you have to think about something nice, think about a good story. With Debo, there's just so much that you can talk about from from the moment uh, that he passed away. But uh, Brian, thank you for your your time this evening. Again, condolences uh, to you. I know you guys were close. Yeah, no, I uh, I just know that you were it's going to be difficult. I mean, I did a game last night. I didn't know where to start, where it was to end as well. I'm, I'm still shell-shocked. I'm still trying to recover from that. And I thank you very much for the opportunity on SAFM. I, this is where my career started on SABC, by the way. Thank you. Yes. I, I have massive respect for all of that. And, and thank you very much. And condolences go out to you as well. I, mean, I know we, we all work together as a unit. And it's just that's surreal to try and actually uh, adopt that. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. There's just so many aspects to talk about when you uh, think about Double Mania Bill. And I, I must say, as much as we've covered with uh, certain people paying tribute to uh, Double Mania Bill, not just on this uh, show, uh, I think uh, some of the great stories were those that he enjoyed, particularly with one individual who I'm delighted to welcome on the line now, one of the greatest footballers that South Africa's ever produced, Mark Smaponyani, who uh, worked alongside Debo and I in several productions all around the world and several continents. And, uh, Mark, uh, I think that was the only time Debo ever dressed up for matches was those big international games overseas, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, Dwayne. Debo was very strange, and uh, he just <laughs> loved to respect the national team. And uh, he would say... It's a national team. Just, just We have to dress for the occasion. And he would really come up in a suit and say, "Oh, you look different today." Yeah, mind you, we had we had some very interesting times in buses and taxis and uh, in hotels all around <laughs> all around the world. I mean, I can think of a few, but uh, but surely some of your favourites have popped up in uh, in your head. 
Oh yes, and uh, in particular in Ethiopia, if you can recall, you and him coming out of a small taxi. I was the only <laughs> one sitting in that taxi, yes. and and he battled to come out, and uh, he really was a giant, and uh, he loved the game. But uh, one of the beautiful things that uh, I will always remember about Gabo is uh, just how look, always looking forward to a big game. In particular, when we're talking about cup finals. And he would just say, let's do it, D. <laughs> let's crack this one, you know. And he just would look forward to his game. Fuel. He used to rely on fuel, which is sometimes a uh, a product that, shall we say, uh, inspires a little caffeine injection in the system and energy jellies, jelly babies, oh, things yes. like that. Oh, uh, yeah. And it will always be him saying, should I bring or is anyone bringing, you know, <laughs> and then you will know that he'll be high on caffeine. He'll have wings and uh, he will just crack it. And one thing that he will always be remembered for, uh, not only by me, but just his intro. If it's a big game, you would just say, no, I don't like this opening line. And and I will just always remind people, I'm sure they will uh, remember this line. And he has arrived, you know. You know, Tebo is in the picture. But, you know, the interesting part of the travels, and that is forgetting all the, your Burkina Faso and uh, all your, your, what is that, Cameroon. The interesting and intriguing one is that always when we travel, he had this attitude of saying, why should I learn this language? Because uh, I'm not here for long. <laughs> so he had that negative attitude towards uh, learning a language, a foreign language. Yeah. And uh, we, we were together, I'm sure you'll recall, we were all in the same taxi, so our driver was taking us up and down. And uh, when he had just had a good laugh at you, we were at the highest point uh, in Ethiopia. When you must have taken, what, 30 takes? It we was, almost ran out of the battery. It was the altitude. The it was the altitude, right. okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you blame the altitude. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> Uh, anyway, but then he had a good laugh at you, and he says, "You see, that's why I don't want to do this TV thing. I'm just good. I'm just happy with my mic." But then he got onto the, the the bus with us, and he was seated in the front. And because he was seated in the front, he was talking to to the to the driver. But he didn't want to learn the language, and he showed him the ring finger, and he says, "Are you married?" He meant, "Are you married?" <laughs> yes. And uh, the poor guy who didn't understand English, he just nodded, <laughs> and he drove us from Pretoria to uh, to Fenton, and we thought, the "But that's not the yes. direction to the hotel." And <laughs> he stopped at a jewelry store. And he says, you come out. You wanted the ring. And I said, no, no, no. I was asking you whether you met. <laughs> yeah, we... <laughs> that was hilarious. And I thought, wow, what a waste of time. But we had a good laugh on that. We, yeah. cer- we certainly had some great times. But Mark's time is against us, unfortunately. But thank you so much for your memories. And uh, again, condolences to uh, to you. I know you double particularly close. Thank you very much. But I also want to say to or take this opportunity to say to his family, friends, and everyone that know that that it really has made him uh, made them love the, the game, and especially in this uh, Sichuan language, because everyone is raving about how he made soccer so easy or commentary in, in, in Sichuan so easy, and that's what they remember him for. And uh, may he so rest in peace. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource.
SFM South Africa's news and information leader. Now, despite uh, everything that's going on, we, we, we do need to talk about the enormous um, history-making chance for Supersport United over the weekend. They must come back from a 2-1 deficit against the Democratic Republic of Congo side, Tipe Mazembe, in their home leg of the CAF Confederation Cup final on Saturday. If they do that, they will become the first South African team to win the CAF Confederation Cup. The match is going to be played at the Lucas Masterpieces Muripe Stadium, so I'm urging you, Dress in blue, get out to Attridgeville, go to the Lucas Masterpieces Muripe Stadium and go and watch history unfold. I'm delighted to uh, say that we now have on the line the captain of Supersport United and a man that might very well be lifting a historic trophy over the weekend, Dean Furman. Uh, Dean, thanks for joining us. Welcome to the show. No problem, Dwayne. Thanks very much. Uh, before we talk football matters, uh, I'd like to take this opportunity to pass on my sincere condolences to the Manipello family. Uh, I know I speak on behalf of the whole football fraternity how how highly he was respected within the within the game, and I know how highly his opinion was was valued. And uh, I speak for us all by saying he will be sorely missed. So, I'd like to, on behalf of Supersport United, I'd like to pass on sincerest condolences to his family and, of course, yourself, because I know how close you were to him. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate that, Dean. Uh, but yes, we must talk football now because it's so significant for uh, for you as Supersport United. And significant, certainly, was that uh, away goal. Just how big was that? It was a huge one. I think from the outset we discussed how important it was to get an away goal because it, it keeps us well within the time. It almost swings it in our favour a little bit. And if I can just touch on the boy who scored, Sipo uh, Mbrillo, what a wonderful talent he, he, he is now. And uh, the future ahead of him is very exciting, but he was playing in, in the Disky League, the team before, and uh, the week before, and then he was playing the Confederations Cup final. And to put in a performance like that and score a goal like that is really is a, a huge feather in his cap, and we're very excited to what the future might hold for him. Yeah, indeed. I believe uh, Yeye Lutsulunyan has actually said if, uh, if Mbule is picked ahead of him for the second leg, he, he would applaud that. Well, I think that's one of the things in football, I think, um, as, as harsh as it sounds, uh, one man's disappointment is another man's success. And, and we saw Yaya miss the first leg with, with a suspension. Tipo stepped up and put in a, a brilliant performance. But let's not forget the, the effect that Yaya has on this team. He's a wonderful player. He's part of pretty much everything good that we do. And uh, it, it's a huge boost to us that he'll be back for the second leg. Yeah, in, in a sense, I suppose, yeah, yeah, is to you what uh, what Thabo Manyapelo has uh, been to me in my commentary career. You know, it's it's about working in that relationship, that cohesive unit that just clicks. But you talk about his, his suspension, Litsulinian's suspension. He'll return from suspension. But, you know, players like Morgan Gould, he suspended for both legs. Um, Nyamani was injured. Uh, Teboho Mokwena was injured. I mean, you had a host of players injured, uh, a couple of players that were... Uh, registered but no longer available because they're playing at different teams, etc. So you, you went with a thin team to Lubumbashi, but are you welcoming any players back outside of Yeye for the second leg? Um, we are seeing how, how we go. Obviously, sadly, we, we signed a host of players right towards the end of the transfer window, and by that stage it was too late to register them for the tournament, and they could have been huge additions to our team, especially with the predicament we're in at the moment. But I think... We have a squad that is capable of, of winning the game. Uh, if we have a few added additions at the last minute, then that would be great as well. But what we know we have already is a squad fully capable of winning this game. Uh, Yeye's influence alone can be the difference. And it's certainly uh, a game that we go into full of confidence. 
I have no doubt that uh, you have the ability to, to, to bring it back. But I think additional factors that need to be considered, I suppose, are, are things like the fact that you, Jeremy Brockie, Clayton Daniels, Ronwin Williams, among many of the players who would have had an opportunity to recover a little bit. You'll be playing on a grass pitch. You'll be playing in cooler temperatures. There's so many factors. Plus, you're hoping for that uh, huge 12th man uh, influence as well at, at uh, Masterpieces Muripa this weekend. Yeah, I think this is one of the, the tournaments where home advantage is, is key. Um, I mean, we've seen throughout the tournament our home records been very, very good. We've produced some top performances at home. And it, it's really taken advantage of everything that works in our favour. Whereas you go to uh, TP Mazembe, they play you on the Asher Turf pitch at 3 o'clock in, in, uh, at one of the hottest times of the day. Uh, their fans really get behind their team and intimidate you from the moment you step off the plane. So we're hoping that's going to um, that's going to turn itself on its head. Everything's going to be in our favour from the pitch to the fans to the altitude, and that should give us another extra boost that that can help us get over the line. Uh, I think what you've just said puts uh, Sipo Mbule's uh, goal into even more astonishing category when you consider all the uh, <laughs> things that were counting against him leading up to that strike. But, you know, you guys met in the group stages. Your home leg finished nil-nil, but Mazembe played very defensively on that day. You, you're playing a lot more competitive football now because during the group stages, of course, it was our off-season. Are you expecting Mazembe to, to, to sort of park the proverbial bus in the second leg? And, and uh, I mean, do you feel that you're in a different place to, to break down any potential uh, negativity? I think if we look back to that game, I was actually um, nursing a bit of an injury with you the Netbank Cup final, so I watched it from the stand. Um, it was played at a slower pace. It was as if both teams were, were pretty content with the draw. Um, whereas coming into this game, we know it's all or nothing. And the, the nice thing for us is that there's no stick or twist. It's we have to win the game. We have to play attacking football. We have to score goals. Uh, the, the question for uh, Matembe is, do they go for it? Do they play their normal game? Do they sit back? And, and sometimes that, that sort of indecision can, can lead to problems. So for us, the, the, the goal is clear, win the game. And uh, that's exactly how we'll be playing the games. Whether TP sit back or come at us, that's up to them. But we'll be looking to break them down and, uh, and take that trophy. Let's talk about a couple of other players. There, you know, I, I think Ronan Williams has received a fair amount of criticism following the uh, the first leg. Uh, but as, as much as he's been criticised, is there ever from any of your teammates or you as captain been any doubt over his quality as a goalkeeper or his commitment to the club? Absolutely not. Um, Ronan Williams is a fantastic goalkeeper. Let's let's not let's not mix that up. He is a fantastic goalkeeper. Uh, he will be bitterly disappointed, I'm sure, but. Let's look at the games that he's, that he's kept us in it. Let's look at the save he made in Tunisia when uh, they had a header from a corner. One of the, the world-class saves. Let's look at all the penalty shootouts over the last two years that he's produced saves. Um, so let's let's take that one right off the table. Roman Williams is a top, top goalkeeper and will be for many, many years. And I'm sure he will keep pushing on on the door uh, at Bafana Bafana. And I have full confidence in if, if he plays or, or Riyad plays, that, that we have a very good goalkeeper between, uh, between our sticks. I needed to get that uh, that on the, on the record, I suppose. But the other person I want to talk about as an individual here is, is Jeremy Brockie. Uh, ten goals in this campaign is uh, is a phenomenal achievement. He's leading the goal scoring charts by uh, some way. Uh, in terms of 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 you know reliance on Jeremy Brockie, there hasn't at all been a reliance on him, which is which is in a sense surprising because usually 
top goal scorers teams tend to rely on. What is it about Supersport United and the way they operate now that has allowed Brocky to score so many goals without the team necessarily relying on his goals to advance? I think if you look at our team over the last couple of years, certainly the spine and, and um, a few players either side, so like the Tuso Parla, it's been pretty consistent. We've we've we're we're a well-oiled machine. We know where we know each other's strengths. We know each other's weaknesses. We know um, we we have a certain way of playing that we've developed over the years, and that allow really allows certain individuals to do their job to carry out their specific job within the team. And um, I think what you've seen from us over the last year or so is is that kind of working uh, successfully. So. Brox is there to score goals, he's there to assist goals, but other players are also chipping in and, and it really is a team that is well organised and I believe that is from being together for now two or three years and, and certainly um, this will be one of our finest achievements. And you, you are a team that certainly knows how to win cup competitions. Uh, a couple of Nedbank Cup titles, of course, the uh, the MTN8 already so far this season and you've got a coach who is no stranger to not only making finals but winning titles as well. And when you consider that the, the overall stats in the Confed Cup finals suggest that second leg uh, home teams are the, are the teams that are crowned champions, I think in 10 of the last 14, uh, there, there must be a confidence going about. But do the players have a little more confidence because they know what they need to do on the pitch? I, I think we'll take a lot of confidence from, from our first half performance. I think that, that's one of the areas where we can take confidence. Uh, we, we dominated on their home pitch, on the AstroTurf, uh, and for long periods we, we were outstanding. I think our, our legs maybe gave way in the second half and TP got strong, especially with their substitution. But we can definitely go into this game full of confidence. Uh, a home game for us has always been an advantage uh, with the altitude, with teams don't like coming to Attridgeville, and we're hoping that for one last time in this tournament it could be a huge asset for us again. Uh, Dean, uh, obviously, what you want to see is a full stadium over the uh, over the weekend. Uh, what, what is your appeal to uh, to people, even neutrals uh, or, or anybody who supports any South African team? What's your message to footballing lovers in South Africa? I have to say, uh, one of the one of the main differences I've seen with with football fans over here um, compared to the UK, where I grew up, was is that when a team, when one of their teams is, is playing on the continent, every single fan gets behind them, whether they're a Super Sport fan, a Sundown fan, a Chief fan, a Maritzburg fan, and even the players. It's amazing the sport we've had. So uh, I, I do believe that is very, very special. And I just hope that whoever, they, whoever the fans support, please come and get behind us on Saturday. I think everyone saw what it was like in, in uh, the Mumbashi. The fans are really great for, the, for their home team. And uh, We'll be looking to do the same here and, and have a crowd that is strongly behind us, that is cheering us on, and, and on the other side, intimidate the away team and, and put them under a bit of pressure. So please come down to the stadium. Tickets are free if you're wearing blue. Uh, we need as many of you there as possible, and, and hopefully there'll be a trophy to lift in front of you all. Well, I tell you what, uh, when you consider that Sundowns are playing away from home, Vits are playing away from home, uh, Chiefs are playing away in Durban, Pirates are playing away from home, all the Gauteng teams, uh, or there's, there's, there's no football matches in Gauteng, so in a sense, uh, your match might very well be the only opportunity for football lovers in Gauteng to catch football this weekend. So, Dean, I certainly wish you everything of the best. Thank you so much for your time this evening, and I look forward to you hoisting that trophy aloft in front of uh, what I hope to be a, a, a full stadium on Saturday evening. Thanks, Dan.
a reality. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. Well, I certainly hope his positivity shines through and that the team goes on to uh, some great things there. Supersport United captain Dean Furman just chatting to uh, to us. Uh, there's, there's plenty of messages coming through about Tlubo uh, Manyapelo. Although he's a Tswana commentator, he was known to people across uh, South Africa for, uh, for his, his, his very likable and, and approachable and familiar-sounding voice and commentary. And I think that's one thing. People messages coming through about legend indeed. Grew up listening to the man and Radio Mavatu and Mutsuiding FM later. Radio Bop as well. May his soul rest in peace. Plenty of messages like that. And uh, I know from executive producer Helen Mitvoch, she said uh, she always used to laugh when he said, we are not a footballing country whenever we didn't qualify for an AFCON or a World Cup. Just the other day he was talking. We are not a footballing country. He would sometimes stick the boot in. That said, it's time for us to say cheers. We're out of here. I will miss my friend dearly. He was one of the greats. And uh, I think, uh, I hope we've paid tribute to him in uh, in good fashion tonight as well. Uh, from the team tonight, uh, Sylvester Kumano, Sound, uh, Luulam Kalipi, producer me, Dwayne DeLocker. Have a lovely evening. Cheers. It's seven o'clock.